Hey guys, welcome back to Missing Out Mondays, where we tell you what we're into. Start your week off right. I'm Tari J. I am Lex Michael. And Lex Michael, what are you into this week, baby boy? We're back after a week hiatus. Everyone wants to hear from you. Do they? Yeah. Oh, thanks. That's They're sweet. Like, what is Lex into? What am I into? Well, uh, what I'm into is not going to surprise anybody. Uh, our recording schedule means we're we're only getting to talk about it better part of a week after it happened. Actually, when this episode drops, it will be a full week after it happened. But Tari, it should come as no surprise to you that this entire past week, I have been neglecting my responsibilities. I have not been uh, getting any work done. I have spoken to almost nobody. All of my time has been occupied. All of my focus has been occupied. My entire imagination has been captured by the trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. Ah, I we, see. We haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. I've been, I've been waiting. I've been sitting on it. I was thinking about texting you, being like, "Let's, let's do this now, and we'll just publish the texts on our Instagram." <laughs> but uh, no, I, I've been wanting to talk about it. A lot of people, of course, been talking about it over this past week. A lot of, a uh, lot of theorizing. A lot of big reveals in the trailer. Uh, of course, uh, came hot on the heels of Endgame because you know that movie is coming out in July. So you really got to ramp up the marketing cycle now. Right. I love that uh, Tom Holland recorded that little intro saying like spoilers. If you're one of the five people on the planet who hasn't seen Endgame yet, turn back now. And of course, we open with Tony Stark is dead and Peter's trying to deal with that. Then he, he's going on his school trip, bumps into Mysterio and whatnot. Um, but in this trailer, we get confirmation of the existence of a multiverse in yeah. the MCU. Uh, Nick Fury explains it as the snap, one of the snaps, like three of them between, inf- no, four, yeah. right? Because Thanos snapped the first time, then off screen, Thanos snapped the stones out of existence. Then they did the time heist and Hulk snaps everybody back. And then Tony snaps Thanos in the army away. So there's four. So right. one or more of the four uh, ripped a hole in space time, essentially. Yeah. And uh, allegedly, this is where Quentin Beck Mysterio originates from. Um, I guess really quick, I want to ask you, what did you what did you make of the trailer before I, I lay out what I'm assuming is going on here? Um, I mean, I like a lot of the theming in it. Um, I, I do like that we get the uh, introduction of the multiverse only because that means that we may get um, Spider-Man. What is it? 2099? Yeah. Um, because it's because because we're getting the multiverse in a Spider-Man franchise, I'm assuming that we will be able to start expanding that universe as well. Right. Um, I mean, I think like my original assumption from the first teaser trailer was that Mysterio was creating the elementals and, uh, parading as a hero. That was my assumption as well. And now we get the idea that he comes, he comes from another universe. And so, I mean, he could be, it could be genuine, but it could also still be a ruse. Um, I, I, I hope that even if it's a ruse, it's, it doesn't negate the multiverse stuff. So that's that's now what I'm thinking after this trailer. Of course, we'll see. It's not too far off. We'll see a couple of months from now. But my thinking is multiverse, real thing. Because I feel like I feel like Nick Fury wouldn't be that easily fooled. I feel like he wouldn't call other heroes in if he didn't have very solid reason to believe at least the multiverse aspect right. was on point. But. Mysterio, Quentin Beck's whole thing is trickery, uh, uh, theatricality and deception. That's his whole jam. Right. So even if he does come from another Earth, which frankly I am not convinced of yet, 
I would still assume he's responsible for the elementals in some way. Even if he didn't create them himself, I wouldn't be shocked if he is from another Earth that he brought them with him. Right. Essentially. Yeah. I, I also like the idea of him coming from a um, multiverse in that, like, it leaves us not having to deal with his origin story. Right. I'm it, sure they'll touch on it a bit, but we don't have to go back and, like, and we don't have to watch it. We right. don't have to see him being like, I'm going to put a bowl on my head. Right. Um, he just comes with the bowl on his head. I it's know. I love fully fledged. I love that we've arrived in the age. You remember like when X-Men came out, we were still in a phase of being embarrassed that it was a comic book movie. So much so that the idea of putting them in their comic accurate costumes was just too horrifying to think about. That's why you get that line in X-Men, the, would you prefer, yellow spandex? And now we've arrived at the era of comic book movies where the headwear game is so on point. Aquaman, you had the big black man to laser helmet yeah. and, and Orm's emoting hat. And now we're actually getting comic accurate Mysterio with the giant bubble helmet and you know who else loves that costume is Jake Gyllenhaal uh, apparently uh, some you know set visit reports have come out and they were talking about how apparently Gyllenhaal liked that costume so much that there were scenes that were scripted where he was wearing like a t-shirt and jeans and he said no 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 I'm doing it in the costume <laughs> that makes me so dang happy right I, I hope that they're just mundane scenes it's like hey you want to go grab some coffees like hell yeah suit it up <laughs> well, there's a shot in the trailer if I recall correctly where it looks like they're sitting in an empty maybe it's an empty bar and they're talking to each other and it looks like he's sitting there wearing the costume yeah it's great I love it <laughs> I also loved deeply uh, I'm just a friendly neighborhood spider-man bitch please you've been to space <laughs> yes um, it was a it was a really enjoyable trailer. I was I was curious um, where it was going to take place in the timeline, um, and now we know that it definitely takes place after Endgame. Yes. Um, and I I like that they're they're kind of setting up Peter to fill in the space that we lost in Endgame. Right. They have the line in the trailer that says, you know, the world needs the next Iron Man. Right. And and I'm wondering, too, maybe that line is in the movie. Maybe it's not. Uh, but maybe at first he assumes that Quentin Beck could be that person, could potentially be that hero. And I would assume over the course of the film realizes that he himself may have to step up and, right. and fill that void. Uh, I think maybe the highest compliment that I can pay this trailer is after Endgame. I knew that I was, I, I'd keep going to see these, of course, but I assumed I was done being real excited for any of them. Yeah. And I watched that trailer and I went, holy shit, why can't I see this right now? <laughs> like, I started to get very frustrated. I was like, what do I do with myself because I can't watch this now? Put so yourself I, in cryo sleep. Right. Yeah. That's why, that's why, like, that's why we need cryo chambers to be commercially available so that if there's a movie coming out that I want to see, I just hop in, sleep for a while, pop out not having aged, and I can go see it. Exactly. You'll be the winter soldier of movies. Yes. Yeah. It's somewhere in LA, Sebastian Stan's like, hey, I'm the winter <laughs> soldier of movies. Uh, Call me when you wake up only to watch stupid <laughs> movies. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 excited for it as well, especially because we're now getting into uh, phase four, which yes, right? Uh, they decided late in the game, uh, pretty recently, not long before Endgame premiered, I believe that they were considering Far From Home the tail end of phase three. Ah, okay. 
Um, Much like Ant-Man was the official close of Phase 2, which followed up a massive Avengers movie. Right. So, uh, but it, it also is opening the door for a lot of new things, yes. which I think is a good way to, I guess, wrap out uh, Phase 3. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm also excited. I hope, I hope it means that we get um, a lot more Spider-Man. Um, I mean, he's, I, I, like, in that... I have been talking about how I want there to be like a young Avengers. Um, I want that to be the next phase of things. Mm -hmm. Like we have all of these new Avengers coming in and now we can do like a generational thing. Sure. Um, And that's kind of where I want this to start heading. And I hope that this means that we're going to, especially if they're like, well, you can be the next Iron Man. It's like, maybe he can. I'm just, I'm eagerly anticipating when they finally introduce miles into these things soon no you'd got to think right like, yeah. especially because spider-verse did as well as it did the awareness for that character i feel has never been higher i feel like real so at the latest by the third one of these spider pictures right uh, i feel like it's it's a no-brainer but i would also if we're introducing a multiverse i would love to see more of the alt universe spider-man like how how amazing would it be if somewhere down the road you actually get nick cage to show up as spider-man noir like that would make me insanely insanely happy yeah that'd be awesome um, okay, so that's that. I'm going to talk about my thing now. Talk about your thing, dude. I'm going to talk about my... All right, it's... um. <laughs> hey, hey, get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, stop stop dragging me into the gutter. You're like the Pennywise no. of this shit. You're like, hiya, Georgie, look at my thing. <laughs> and Georgie's like, no. And then you drag Come. Georgie down anyway. Come on down, Georgie. We all float. Oh. Float. <laughs> float. It's like, is that your Pennywise? um but no my thing is yellow and it's about uh, a foot and a half tall and has a little rosy cheeks and it's detective pikachu i was gonna say a big happy banana yes um no i went to go see detective pikachu this weekend i have not seen it yet uh yeah i'm not gonna give any spoilers okay um uh, that's not what I do on Missing Out Mondays. I keep my Missing Out Mondays spoiler free, Lex Michael. I've never, I've never listened. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> you should start. It's a great show. Um, but uh, I really liked it. Uh, it was very, it was fun. If if you've been a Pokemon fan for a while, like it manages to give give you a world that you would love to live in. Um, like they use Pokemon the way that they would exist in a world that had them like ratatas are the rats and pigeons pigeotos are the pigeons and like you have these great landscapes where like bulbasaur just wandering around um like you know machamps are doing menial jobs it's a world where people are like living in harmony um and i i really like the main character whose Mm. name i forget the actor's name, so I'm just going to keep calling him Tim. Um, I really like his interaction with Detective Pikachu, who is played by Ryan Reynolds. Um, Ryan Reynolds is basically doing a PG version of Deadpool. That's what it looked like, but is it effective? Um, It's fun. There are a couple moments where, like, some of the quips are kind of take you out of it because they're too, um, like, I guess... They're too relatable to our world, and they they open more questions. Um, so there's one which I'm not. This isn't a spoiler, but he goes. There's a big thing happening where they're in a forest, and forest stuff is happening. And he goes, eh, is, at this point, can you d- really deny global warming? And it's like that's not 
how that works. Another time he mentions France, and I'm like, does France exist in this world? Um, so there are a lot of things. Uh, that's that, true, like, I suppose, right, because in, in the Pokemon universe, it's like Johto and Kanto and, and whatnot. Right, and those are technically, like, regions of Japan, but, like, it's still, like, I don't, I think that those are that whole, that's that's their whole world. Right. Um. So things like that. I, I find weird, but other than but there is Japanese writing all over the place, so who knows? Yeah. Um. But overall, like I think that it is um it's a fun detective story. Um. It has a lot of good twists and turns. Um. It it very much feels like an homage to like noir. Mm-hmm. Um. Like it has a lot of the same beats. It has a lot of the same um like even just like. Uh, the way that they investigate is very noiry and stuff like that. Um, it has a very heartfelt, um, like storytelling in terms of the main character's arc. Um, so yeah, and and also, I'm trying to figure out if what I'm gonna say is a spoiler. I don't think it is. It takes place in the universe that you're familiar with. Okay. Yeah. All right, I I would err on the side of not going further, but that feels like that's that's enough that I feel teased but not spoiled. Right, because um, well, because I feel like it 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 goes out of its way to be like the things that you know are canon in this world, um, which I think is great. Like it it doesn't shy away from existing in the world you're familiar with while adding to that um that that one canon. i know that one um uh, but i have heard i have managed to not have anything spoiled for me either but i have heard just a couple very non-spoilery background details that make me happy and also what makes me the most excited to actually go check it out is the the range of opinions i've heard regarding detective pikachu uh on the one end of the spectrum is it's good and on the other end of the spectrum is is weird as shit, and I mean that as a compliment. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. and I, I I haven't heard a single negative thing about it. Just it's good and or it's fucking weird. <laughs> Which honestly, if you want to sell a ticket to me, that's all you got to say is be like, yo, this is some weird shit, and I'll be like, all right. Yeah. And it it like doesn't shy away from the weirdness at all. Like it is. It definitely feels like a love letter to people who love Pokemon. And I have read that the protagonist feels very much designed for people who grew up with Pokemon and are now just a little bit older. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Because he, um, like, he, you can tell that he's existed in a Pokemon world, but is also trying to live like an adult. Yeah. Um, which is what we all are. You know, we're all grownups until they come out with Pokemon Shield and Sword, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, I'm getting a, I'm getting a, a Nintendo Switch. I guess, I guess I'm doing that now." Um, or you're like, "What Pokemon Go? Hell yeah, I'm gonna quit my job." Um, that's what, or at least that's what I did. I was like, "I need to catch them all." I hear they're doing a Mewtwo release, guys. I need it. Were you ever, were you ever a Pokemon cards person? Um, I collected them to sell them to people on the playground that's that's fair that's most of what they were good for did anybody really play the card game or did they just they collect and trade essentially like i had a bunch of them but i don't recall if i played once that would have been more times than i recall playing (laughs) i tried to play it a few times it's it's tough it's difficult um i was also never a big like playing card game person right i wasn't i mean does uno count 
Um, it doesn't collect if you're Uno talking cards about and trade with your friends. Like yeah. I'm missing four, and you have four. I'll give you two sevens for a four. Yeah. Um, um, I don't remember how that game works. No, it do- it doesn't count. I mean, because like we're talking about things like Magic or Yu Gi Oh, right? Or, and yeah, stuff and like I've never, that. I've never done like the the tabletop games like that i've never yeah. done um but i do remember one of the biggest moments of my childhood was when i found a first edition holographic articuno card in a booster pack Ooh, that was very was a big moment for me i was like oh my god this is a, finally a win and i guess i used up all my karmic juice because i ain't had one since ah uh, did you sell it did you did you uh, you know honestly i have no clue what happened like like the people that collected a bunch of them i had one of those binders you yeah. just keep the cards in there. i had a binder that was loaded with pokemon cards and i have no idea what happened to it um i assume someone stole it probably team rocket there there you go yep they they're just like, they're just stockpiling them it's like why we don't know i mean because it'll give them power it's like step one steal pokemon cards step two step three Profit, right? This is like very underpants gnomes logic. Yeah. Do you remember though? Like you could go into a card shop and people would pay like a hundred dollars, like a hundred and fifty dollars for a single card. Yeah. I mean the the nineties uh, and some some parts of the early two thousands were simpler time, man. Um, you know, people were buying Beanie Babies for thousands of dollars. Oh, like we were all yeah. about those collectibles. And then nine eleven happened, and we stopped. That's true. Yeah. We were like, oh, shit. They're bigger fish to fry. Right. And now nobody has money for hobbies like that. Right. Well, that's a whole nother thing. Um, Anyway. So, yeah. I highly recommend people go see Detective Pikachu if you haven't seen it. Cool. I'm going to try and check it out this week. Um, I hope that this opens the door to get more Pokemon movies. Um, Like, I hope that they... like they're able to expand this world to not even just detective Pikachu. Like you just get like, you know, uh, you get a random trainer and he's like, Oh man. Or she's like, Oh man. Or they are both of them (laughs) like, are like, Oh man, let's fucking go on this Pokemon quest. Let's find. Oh, ho. Uh, or ho, I think is the actual name. of. I think, I think Pokemon gold was the last one I played. Um, Pokemon Gold was good. I was a Soul Silver guy myself. Um, so what? I'm sorry. Yeah, Mario's better. Um, that, that may in fact be true, but I ain't. I wasn't about it at the time. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so I really hope that we get more of these. Um, just because the the graphics were great, and also it just it's so fun. It's a fun world to just splash around in. Well, and and two, this is maybe the first video game movie that's come out actually based directly on a video game that that people seem to like a lot um i don't know if you've seen the first mortal Kombat, but it's great okay i mean like a lot unironically uh <gasps> how dare you oh <gasps> you're you're fired from no, this not, podcast i mean i'm not gonna die on that hill uh, it's been a while <laughs> it's been a while since i've seen it but uh no like in in my opinion Prior to the, I haven't seen this yet, but prior to this, I would say the two best video game movies aren't based directly on a video game at all, and they're both made by Edgar Wright. And one is Scott Pilgrim versus the World, yeah, which is all it's video game language back to back. And the other is Baby Driver, specifically the section towards the end where he's got to bail out of this job and he's on the run from the police and he's running through trees, and you get these shots where it's like boom, 
uh, pans up super hard to a helicopter that's following him. And I'm like, there's no reason now to make a Grand Theft Auto movie. He did it. Like, you're not going <laughs> to do it better than this. Right. But now, okay, yeah, hopefully this does open the door. But uh, but maybe people can take the right, hopefully the right lessons from this movie. Because it's not enough to just take iconography, throw it at the screen, and hope people will like that enough that you don't really have to tell a coherent story. Yeah. Hopefully... Yeah, hopefully people take the right lessons and not let's adapt every video game, but poorly. Yeah, no, the if your studio, if you're listening, the right lesson is to give a compelling story and just set it in that universe. Like, just let your universe exist, created by loving art creators, um, and then have your characters just exist in that world. Do world building and let your characters just live there. Yes. You know? Um, but yeah, what are you guys into? What do you like? Did you see P- Detective Pikachu? What do you think are the implications of the Spider Man trailer? Guys, let us know uh, at Missing Outcast, M I S S I N G O U T C A S T. That's on Twitter and Instagram, baby. Uh, Lex, where can people find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at the Lex Michael. Awesome. I'm at Tari J. T E R I J A Y. Don't you join us tomorrow for our discussion with our good friend Malik McRae. He is coming back to talk about what we do in the shadows. He also. Um, he, as part of the People's Collective, have released a fun mockumentary, and he wants to talk about the process of putting that together and um, the creative process in general and putting content out there. Even if you're not uh, super well-known, uh, it's going to be a really great discussion. Uh, we hope that you tune in. Uh, this being Monday is the day after Mother's Day, so we hope all of you guys took care of your mothers. If you're a mother, we hope that you felt good. Uh, and we hope to see you tomorrow. Until then, have a great day.